Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Tuesday, May 3rd, a day, a couple days after the communist uh, holiday of May Day. In this episode, football makes Everton fans feel so much. Leeds are in trouble and relegation is getting weird and it doesn't mean you play crap football. But first, Mike, do you want to talk top four or relegation in Italy? Uh, in Italy, in England, it's all over. It's a relegation special. Uh, uh, there's just so much more interesting stuff and content and, and storylines at the bottom of the table than at the top right now. And that's yeah. not even fair because in both England and Italy, we have good rivalries good. Yeah. at the top of the table. So it's it's been a long time. I'd have to really think about uh, when the last time it was where we had races Coming pretty much right to the end for mm-hmm. both the top for all the title, top four, and relegation races. So um, there's well and truly uh, at least two teams on you know on either side of everything. I'd say relegation. There's three now. We'll get into that yeah. in a second. Um, yeah, you don't, and you when don't... you look at Italy, you've got you've got you know the Milan uh, pair, Inter and and and, and Milan. You know, uh, just I think they're two points away from each other. They are um, yeah. with a big win for Milan recently. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and at the bottom of the table, we have my beloved Salernitana, and we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, it's, watched, it's, it's been a deep cut head. We'll, we'll get to Salernitana at the end of the yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so let's go back. To, but we did watch the full game today, and it was, oh, yeah, it was good. pretty, pretty, uh, pretty entertaining. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the story of the weekend is nothing if it's not uh, Everton 1, Chelsea 0. Um, wow. I think the real story here is that I've been on Chelsea three times in a row. You're welcome, Everton. Um, Can I take uh, a step back, though, and set the stage, though? Because the first thing we have to do is I think we've got to do Burnley because the Everton game is in the context of Burnley. Yes. So Burnley have the Watford game we've been talking about. They're in West, Northwest, outside London. That's where Vicarage Rose is. And Burnley are doing their Burnley thing. They run the same group out there. They're doing the same thing. And I'll, I'll, we'll catch some scores in a minute, but this game was really important. And Burnley are down 1-0 on an own goal from Tarkovsky. And if if there's one thing we know about Watford, they're okay going forward. It's defending that is their problem. And they've got their goal, and they're doing their thing. And I'm trying to find the, the, the box score. Here we go. And Burnley do run out their same crew. It's... It's Vidra, Vighorst, Aaron Lennon, McNeil, Aaron Lennon, Cork, still. Cork, Brownhill, Collins. I mean, it's Tarkovsky. I mean, you anyone who watches Premier League football can literally write the lineup for Burnley because it's the same fucking eight dudes yeah. over and over again. Now, Watford get a goal on an own goal from uh, off Tarkovsky. He knows nothing about it. It comes off the bar, off his knee and in because he's faced the wrong way. And in the eighth minute... They're down a goal. Nothing happens for the first half. It's really, you know, just fighting and back and forth. Second half is Burnley's time. They make a change. They take, they take off, excuse me, they take off Vout Veghorst, which Veghorst, is like, oh, yeah. what the hell are they doing? It's and they bring on the legend that is Ashley Barnes, who's still fat, still bald, still looks like he tried to kill people. And I think he has. Oh, and, and within the context of him drawing free kicks and keeping Burnley up the field, they are attacking and creating. And the first goal comes from a corner of a headed goal from Jack Cork, which was 
actually really nice. By the way, his first goal in three years from Charlie Taylor. That just gives you a sense. And then the next goal is three minutes later from Brownhill. Why are these two goals important? Because they're by the two holding midfielders who never, ever, ever would be in the attack. Yeah, so do you Deich. think they're on the other side of midfield if, if Deich is coaching? Even right. down one now? Exactly. Exactly. And so with that in mind, they get the 2-1 victory. Cue scenes for Burnley. One more. And that, these and goals, that just – yeah, go ahead. These goals were in the 83rd and 86th minute. Yes. Right? It was the biggest one-two sucker punch you've seen in quite some time. Yeah. Probably since the Bergvine 2 against, yeah. uh, against Leicester. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, uh, magic. Magic scenes. You yeah. feel for Watford, but they were going down anyway. So, yeah. sorry. Yeah. No, so, so for me, too. watching this game – I mean, if we haven't made it clear, I mean, I supported Daesh. I thought they'd stay up, but we were kind of done with Claret and Blue. We were just like, there's too many. There's one too many. We can't have Villa, West Ham, and Burnley. One of them has to go. <laughs> but in the course of this game, through their fight, through their endeavor, through their Burnliness, I found myself rooting for these goals, and I fucking cheered, and I yelled, and I was like, God damn it done it again it you does. bastard <laughs> it does and, and and you know the thing that i've held you know i've, I've talked ad nauseum about yeah. this column in the in the in the table all season is now putting leeds united in danger burnley they are in danger are yeah. on 34 points they're all the way up to 16th place because of their minus 15 goal difference which by yep. the way is, is almost better huge. than anybody on that side of the table yeah and it, and it is the tiebreaker so um, yeah, it is ahead please. of Southampton. It's only behind, shockingly, Brentford is the only one in the bottom half of the table because Newcastle are in 10th, but they have a bigger minus difference. Like, we've been right. saying this. I mean, Burnley are should not be down here. They're good. So they're, they're professional um, water trips is how mm-hmm. I would kind of say yes. it, right? Um, yeah. and, and, and so, okay, Burnley's on 34, Leeds on 34. Everton's on 29. By the way, Leeds got blown out by Manchester City. I was wrong to be concerned about that game. For They for played boys. well. They really did. Yeah, and it was I, one of those that they played, you know, it poured on late. Fine. But yeah. not much to be said about this. 4-0 City, nothing really storyline driven aside from another minus four for Leeds. Bad. And now, but, yeah. uh, okay, nobody's panicking because Everton are facing Chelsea. And yeah. Everton are five points adrift of leads now yeah, now that fine. game right that game effectively we talked about it a lot how both burnley and everton were going to play watford and they both absolutely had to have it yeah and burnley got it in dramatic yeah. fashion but doesn't matter they got it they and got so, what they were supposed to get right yeah. and so um i think everton goes into this game and goodison park does about as good a job winning a football match as I've seen this season, it was it, since Brentford on opening night against Arsenal. Yeah, um, they went full Liverpool scouse scum. Oh, they they leaned in a good way, in the best way. <laughs> yeah, no, in the most effective way, right? Like yeah. it, it was, it was just something where, and and, yeah. and by the way, it is apparent to me that not only has all of the the the, the nonsense off the field affected Chelsea, they also don't have much to play for right no, now. They're done. They're pretty much solid They're And by the way, it, after this weekend, they're only three points clear of Arsenal. Um, yeah. 
but so they're gonna they're not gonna get caught by spurs they're not gonna get caught by united so worst case they're gonna go to fourth instead of third yeah and it doesn't mean anything anymore there used to be a playoff now there isn't thank god right that used Uh, to suck (laughs) what do you mean between four and five no meaning if you made fourth place you had to go start oh that's right yeah yeah. for the champions Champions league playoffs sucked yes no i remember i was yeah i've seen those yes um and uh yeah and so Leeds are not panicking but in the late game everton really really takes it to chelsea and and an inspired effort ends and, one and nil. still could have lost easily oh come on absolutely <laughs> I mean, uh, and, and it's it's a game where the first half is actually quite reminiscent to their first half at Anfield last weekend, yeah, where they're shit housing it up. It's yeah, basically fighting. Yes, and, and the the thing I'll say is that they had a little more clinical ability in this game with with Liverpool. You never really thought they had it, like anything. Granted, Liverpool are better than Chelsea by by some margin here, but it just felt like they were. They were shithousing it to try and get a point, whereas this was like, we're going to fucking kill you. It was a but different the, feel. The, the thing was is that, you know, Everton created chances. You had Gordon early. Gray mm-hmm. had a shot saved. Marcus Alonso, uh, sorry, uh, a Gordon, another one in the first save. Decore, yeah. a couple of shot blocked. So they were creating little things. They had no possession. Again, Anthony Gordon has been their best player all season. The fans were shithousing. Famous, famous now photo of the guy taking the ball putting it under his shirt yeah. to try and keep it away from Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chelsea, I mean, I think the narrative that Chelsea were bad in this game or somehow lost it is a little unfair when you go into the second half after the Richarlison's goal, which is a fuck-up by Dave. Uh, Cesar Azpilicueta stays on the ball too long. He looks a little past it. Maybe the moment got to him, and between Gray and Richarlison, they nick it off him, and he's in on goal. And it's a good finish by Richarlison. Flares on the field. Richarlison... Not the brightest tool in the shed. Grabs a flare and throws it back into the stands. <laughs> FA is looking into that one. Amazing photograph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. So, I mean, we can't not deal with the passion. But then it's Pickford. Pickford has a double doink save. So it's Holgate. I'm mean, sorry. Mason Mount has been Chelsea's best player all season. He's what makes that team run. And sorry, Christian Pulisic, you're not. Um <laughs> The narrative from the U.S. side about Pulisic is so weird. They they like why does he sh- play? They shoehorn him, him into these Chelsea games as though anyone gives a shit. Anyway, so he hits the post. It double doinks. It goes off one post across the goal into the other post. So Pickford is thrown himself across. He's basically on the left side of the post. Aspilicueta shoots. I don't know how Pickford does this, but he literally teleports to the other side of the post and stops it. Like he's no, athletic. Uh, he was athletic. He got it's up a drill and ran across that they do often, right? And it's right, but, but he's just, small enough and quick enough, right? He's an athlete right. versus yeah, yeah, yeah. other keepers who are not. Well, and that's always been the knock on him that he's small, right? Yeah. You want to have wingspan, but it's like it's, it's effectively to say like Mendy in all of his gumbiness doesn't necessarily get to this ball. So the ball clatters off the left post. He falls into the net. He gets up, and that's exactly it. His engine, it's more or less just like a shuttle run back and forth. And he yeah. just throws himself at the ball and catches a piece of it and um and makes a makes a tremendous save. And oh, then it goes the behind for meant for for Mina. Now, 
this, the thing that's really important and interesting about the save is that he's in the goal and his hand sticks Correct. out to stop it, Correct. right? It's not like he's on the line and pushes it away. He's effectively running diagonally Which backwards. Is what they teach you also. I mean, yeah. you try to get as deep as you can and buy yourself as much, literally as much time as you can. Yeah, a half, um, a, a, a tenth of a second or whatever. A tremendous save. I look at the stats and I go, he only had five saves. And it's one of those where, oh, Chelsea had five goal shots on target. They didn't score, blah, blah, blah. Every single one of those five was a highlight real save, including the yeah. one we just talked about. There was one, I'm forgetting who, who took it, um, but it literally ricochets at like – Mach one speeds off of his face from point blank range. Yeah, I think um, it's it's is it Rudiger? It might have been Rudiger. Just might have been off. I mean, full throttle off his face. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is not in the face, but in the face. And well, then and the and then, it's, like, then it's onslaught time, right? You can tell then he's a crazy person because he get he gets up and he's like, <laughs> yeah, like it's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. he's like yeah. rabid, and and yeah. and the and the crowd every time. I think Everything. I heard. I heard. Uh, I don't. I think it was Arlo White on the call. He um, he said that um, uh, Jordan Pickford. Jordan Pickford has scored a hat trick for Everton today. Effectively meaning he's saved three goals. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then uh, the one against Jorginho in the 90th minute. Oh, by the way, seven added minutes of extra time. They gave him two on top of that. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> genuine excruciating anguish for <laughs> the Evertonians <laughs> and just the absolute most elating feeling of relief when that final whistle went. Oh, they did uh, it. And, and the, I've said this before on the show, but the thing that uh, NBC and Rebecca Lowe in studio do does so well is they let the stadium and the atmosphere in the moment breathe and they really do. speak for itself. And I mean, just every close up of every Everton fan, drunk, shit based, screaming, crying, happy, if they don't stay up, there's going to be a big punch bowl somewhere in Liverpool, and they're all going to take a swig. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I think I think this, this, I was like, this, oh, I can't oh, let this, these people this down. Almost saves them. It, it is a saving performance. Like it is, this could well, be the moment. It'll be the one. It'll be the one everybody talks about if they stay up. That's for sure. Right. It'll be. A, it is a highlight game that will become one of the highlights of the 21-22 season. Yes. Sure. For sure. And 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 the interesting thing as we go back and we look at the math a little bit now. We said Burnley need to beat Watford because we think Everton are going to beat Watford and they basically need to cancel each other out so that they're on the same length. Mm. Well, now, from where we thought they were, Everton are three, effectively three up on Burnley. I understand they're not currently, right. um, but relative to where we think, I mean, they're down two. They should have been down five, right? Mm. Um, so if you win that Burnley, that, excuse me, that, that Watford game, uh, on next Wednesday, uh, you're looking great. And by the way, uh, and this is a good segue into Spurs. Uh, they play Leicester on Sunday. Mm, it's very, that, you beautiful. know what? I think this very Watford game, this Watford game is actually dangerous because it's away. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You think like, that they, they have enough juice to, to pull themselves over the line. You'd uh, expect it. Yeah, no, I do. I don't I, trust Everton at all. <laughs> look, here's here's the thing: they're not going to beat Brentford. They're not going to beat Arsenal. They might, although that Arsenal game on the last day of the season, Arsenal fighting for top four, Everton fighting for their lives. Oh god, that might be the game I watch because <laughs> yeah, uh, they're all yeah. playing simultaneously, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's look, tough. 
I look at Watford and I go, you have to – I'm sorry. If you want to stay in the Premier League, you fucking just have to go to the 19th place team and get three points. You just have to. Yeah, and they haven't won away since uh, I understand. August. But these are the terms that we're yeah, No, I understand. These are the terms of – you know what's another good game here? Did Chelsea drop another one? They're going to fucking Ellen Road. Now, I think, I think Leeds are actually in trouble. They've lost Dallas. They've lost their other central defender – they're not scoring goals. They never had Bamford. So they have a lot of the hallmarks of a team that goes down where they're thin. They don't have enough players to replace the, the guys that they day. have. So Holy shit. That's the same day, 15 minutes apart. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> and then the next day we get Tottenham Arsenal. What a world. I'm going to have to take off all next week. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, fo- football is not without uh, without things. Now, we, 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 we've been talking about it, right? So Leeds lose the tiebreaker against all comers, Everybody, right? yeah. Everton have a game in hand. I don't know what that game is. It might be – it might have been Chelsea. I thought they it have, was the Chelsea game, but I guess it may not. Be, it, it may be whatever. But it's going to take now, I think – Palace. It's now – is it 38 is the line? Well, we, all on 34. Know, we've, said, we've said 35 is the line all season. It's not 35. Somebody with 35 is going down. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, and let you do, do you think none not of these the teams will win line. again? The, the Everton win means 35 is no longer like breathe, right? The no. 38 is the okay, we're fine line. No, not 38. Yeah, two, two, two wins from Everton puts them 37 is, is probably it's 38 okay. is the number. We're just going to keep arguing about this every two weeks until we're yeah. at 40 and we're like, oh, it's like every other fucking year. But it's um, not. 40 is a lot. 40 hasn't been the number for 15 years. It's yeah. just these teams just decided to just – the three of them just started going. But let's like, think about this happening? for a second, right? We, we unfortunately officially had to say goodbye to our friends from Norwich. Again yes, we do. They are, they are gone weekend. and, and – and Watford are too. They effectively have to win every game. Well, right. No, Watford are not mathematically eliminated, but they will be very shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, whoever of Burnley, Leeds, and Everton go down, we will be sad to see them go because of the style of football that they have been playing recently. Um, even Everton playing defensive um, against some top teams. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get that, right? You're not going to get the the Bielsa. You're not going to get the, the Daniel Farka. Um, Norwich, where they're just like, ah, fuck it, go lose five. No, that 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 those days of fuck it are gone. Those days of fuck it are gone. But in its stead, we've got we're gonna have twenty teams in the league next season. We did not have that this season. We had a negative Newcastle for a long time. Uh-huh. We had a, a negative Burnley for until two three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, we are going to have top to bottom twenty teams that want to play that or at least play we'll get the game. That are going to be entertaining and that can punch Chelsea or Tottenham or or Liverpool or Man City in the face and stand toe to toe with them and go fuck you not today not in my house every single weekend. It's going to be a minefield even more than it already is for the yeah. top teams. I can't wait to see how many points Tottenham drop next year. Um, <laughs> but well, no, here's, here's, I, here's, here's the thing, right? I I think I think it's now Leeds. They have Arsenal, Chelsea, Brighton, Brentford. That's it. Yeah, they need that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think 35 could be it. I think if 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 it's 35, Leeds is gone, right? Like, uh, but that means only one more point between Burnley and. Oh, you think the team that goes down will be on 35? Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Uh, yeah, I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't get, if you don't get over thirty five, yeah, you're going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, to to that to your point, right? Like, Chelsea going to Ellen Road is going to be tough. You're absolutely right. But Arsenal's not going to lay over for them, especially with what they're fighting for right now. They're going to be looking at chops. They're super injured. I think the thing with with Leeds is they don't have defenders. No, the, yeah, they don't have the depth. They're so they, they is it? It's Liam Cooper. Some stat is like this. In the 15 games he's played, they've only conceded one and a half goals a game. In the other 20 games, it's three. <laughs> so this guy's effectively worth a goal <laughs> per game in defense. Jesus Christ. I'm just thinking about the math. Hang on. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Don't think about math. I was told there would be no math. Can I talk about uh, the top of the league? Wait, uh, in a moment. I, in a moment. I, I thought second. Liverpool wait, 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 would hold win, hold and then I thought on, they on. wouldn't, and then they did. Leeds United on the last day of the season is going to beat Brentford away. And that's going to give them 37. The uh-huh. question is, can Everton get to 37? They need or what? 36 really. Well, no, I'm sorry. Can they get to 37? Cause that'll be the tiebreaker. So they need five points. Everton need five points from their final five games, which include Leicester city, a very beatable team as we'll talk about in a At little this bit. Point, yes. Watford is the three of the five. Yeah. The very same Brentford side, Crystal Palace and Arsenal. If you can, I'm going to say 37 is the line because I don't see more than three points in in uh, in Leeds' future. And it, it breaks my heart because there was such a great, great story with Jesse. And Martin. you want Marsh to stay. You know, it's and, not, and, and, and listen, look at the results. They're look good. at the results since he's gotten here. Unbelievable. Good, good results. So well, this I is mean, the thing. Like a good team is going. This is what was so cruel about the it league. It is now. It's cruel. It did. It never really felt that cruel until this year. Um, yeah, yeah. Normally, it's I, just like maybe okay, maybe they can draw Brighton at home. I, I could see that. I could see Brighton, them giving Brighton shit. Brighton are playing really well. Right yeah. Well, they are. And they, they got. Weren't, it, by the way, wait, wait, real quick. They weren't. They're very up and down in form. Right, yes. they played. But they Spurs weren't losing. The they were just drawing. Okay, but that's all I'm saying. Yeah, right. Draws, because then you need six for Everton. Draws are awesome. They'll take draws. So, so I, I don't see anything coming from Arsenal. And by the way, it doesn't matter if they lose one nothing or ten nothing. They still have the worst goal difference. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's Leeds all. That's Chelsea, all Bielsa. That's all Bielsa. I want to believe after last weekend, but I still feel like, like, by then, nice. By then, the the Chelsea ownership kerfuffle and whatever probably will be evened out by the, then. The I think it'll be ma- like, all right, get your head screwed on. The nerd math has leads by far the worst of the three. Their XG per 90 is minus yes, 0.58. But that's, but that's not necessarily fair or representative of who they are right now. Cause Jesse Marsh has been. No, no, form. understood. Understood. But uh, over the season there, there, theirs has been, theirs has they have been thought. the worst. And Everton obviously has been the best. What's and the then, biggest game on Chelsea's schedule the rest of the season? The biggest game on Chelsea's schedule is the FA Cup final. Correct. That is being played on May 14th. Yeah. They would have to go to Leeds on May 11th. They're going to so rest they, everybody. Do they prioritize? Yeah, do they're they not going to. over for Leeds? Away? I would. I wouldn't even go. I wouldn't bring anybody <laughs> up. You know who they play? Christian Pulisic. Okay? <laughs> Lukaku. Lukaku's at yeah, Leeds. Yeah, right. Exactly. So The so, thing is, he might score. He might be good. That's so the funny okay, thing about well, Hold on. Now, I've talked myself back into Leeds. <laughs> no, 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 because I, I'm looking at the schedule. I'm going, okay, that's a that's a game where you can get a result. I don't know if you need a win, 
you can get you can get a draw there. You can get a draw against Bre- uh, Brighton at home, and then yeah. you have to go beat Brentford on the last game of the season. Holy yeah. shit! There are some really good matchups this year. Now, now I do I do have to give before we talk Liverpool and City, who are just machines of destruction, and they're like. I don't know what movie they're just destroyers of all things in their path. They're road grades of death. Uh, I do want to discuss our friends Fulham. We know they were they were promoted, but they went up in style, scoring seven against Luton yes. Town and then setting fire to their stadium, which was amazing. Always love that. Luton Town were in the playoff spots and like, oh, we need this game and did not show up. Uh, so historically, this Fulham team, just to put it into context, is one of the greatest teams in the championship ever. So this money trickling down from the Premier League does go down into the championship where the teams that go down are way better than the teams that are in the league with them. So we have Fulham setting a record for goals by an individual player. Mitrovic scored two more. He's on 46. Wow. Which just is like a crazy number. It's like only Ronaldo and Messi score 40. That's like a bizarro number. I'm like, wow. Alexander Mitrovic scored 40 goals. The guy <laughs> who played it. Anyway, he set the record set in like, I don't know. I want to say, well, since the Premier League in the last 35 years, it's the record for goals because there's no history before the Premier League. So they're there. Uh, Harry Wilson, they set the record for points, goals, whatever. They scored seven, three different times. Okay. What I want to bring up is if you want to watch a game and you don't feel like watching Villarreal Liverpool, watch Nottingham Forest versus Bournemouth. This is a game for the playoffs, Nottingham Forest, two-time European champions, going to try and steal Bournemouth's spot. Bournemouth has been in that automatic place all season. This is a collapse for Bournemouth and and Scott Parker's sweaters. Big game, big game on Tuesday at noon. Get Be there, be square, in the vitality. Forest invades, and they bring a tree with them. <laughs> so I thought about your son's. Ah, my sons. I just thought about you and the championship and how we talk about it on the show (laughs) so much. And I I guarantee you that it doesn't get the traction or interest from our listeners, and I hear you, that it deserves. And here's why. When you look at Jared Bowen, when you look at all of these players who have come – Ivan Tani, everything about – I mean, whole teams come up, right? right? So – this is not, let me be clear. This is not meant to sound like, oh, Laurent's a big fucking hipster and he knew first and he knew before it was cool. No, I, I'm, I'm an Anglophile. You know, I've loved English sort of football. Look I don't like care. One. I give you that. It's it's genuinely, I think it's one of the things that our show does that that very other few others do where we, we and by we, I mean Laurent, um, <laughs> have the depth of to say like, don't go watch the entire championship, right? No, like that's no, not what no. we're telling Big you. game. We're like, hey, okay, now's the – like basically we'll tell you when to pay attention to the championship, right? Like <laughs> yeah. you could trust us in that regard. Yeah. Well, I mean if, you, if you're Premier League-centric and you want to know who's coming, where they're coming from, the guy from Fulham I talked about a month ago is Cavallo. Literally Mitrovic in the interview after Fulham win the league are like, Look and follow Fabio Carvalho. He's going to Liverpool. He's 17 years old. He drove our team. This is the guy who scored 46 goals is saying, watch this 17-year-old. He's that important. So keep an eye on him. So so don't follow us for betting advice. Don't (laughs) follow us for the math on what a number of points it's going to take. Please don't. To to stay in the Premier League. But – we're pretty good with our championship shit. And that's mostly me riding Laurent's coattails right there. But I want to point that out because I was watching Bowen play 
against Arsenal, and we can we can dovetail so into the top four conversation now. Um, more or less by him fucking self on Sunday. Yeah, because and Antonio wasn't on, right? Antonio wasn't late. on. Suchek wasn't on. Rice right. was basically had his hands full with the entire Arsenal attack. So it was basically Bowen against the entire Xhaka uh, and the entire back line for Arsenal. <laughs> and and he was performing quite well, right? Scored a nice um, goal on a deflection, but still it did took score. It. it was a very nice goal. Um, but so I that anyway, that was what I was I was kind of thinking as I watched uh Bowen try and get me a uh you know kind of a couple of points for Spurs, but um yeah, it, it was it was a heck of a game, and uh I think that um the uh this the the way that Arsenal lined up, I was so confident that Enketia would just he was gonna take like seven thousand shots. He was good. You no, he was very good. But he's 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 hungry. He's he's the type of striker that Arsenal have been looking for. I don't. I mean, like they they put Lacazette in that spot so much, and he's been there the whole time. And he he fits and gels with the rest of that group um, with Martinelli, who I know came on as a sub, with Saka, with Emil Smith Rowe, who also did. Um, but I think that there was just so much that they were able to uh, to to positively affect against uh, a half-baked West Ham side. I don't remember how many changes they made. I'd have to look it up, uh, but it was a hell of a lot. They did the best they could, West Ham, but it just was never going to come off. It was it was a 2-1 game that I think probably flattered them. Even though they had the majority of pos- uh, possession, there was just uh, a really not much there uh, for for the Hammers. They've got their eyes on, on Thursday's matchup against Frankfurt. Uh, they have to go to Germany down one nil. Um, and, and I just, I, I'm worried about the fact that I don't think Tottenham can catch Arsenal, even with a win in the North London Derby. Um, they're, they're playing a cohesive game. I think Laurent has brought up before that they're reminiscent of, um, like early Pochettino, maybe not the, not the, the last season at White Hart Lane, but uh, but the season before that, where you could sort of really start to see everything come together. Um, so what I was just saying was, I, I think that you know Arsenal, even with a loss in the North London derby, could be in good shape. I mean, Spurs go to Anfield this weekend. That that's a death march. Usually a dramatic, fun game, but very rarely will works you, out for you, Spurs. Will you, for the love of God, if they are, I pray to the old gods in a new for Newcastle. I'll take do my something best. off Liverpool, and I thought Saint Maximin would come. He didn't do anything. They did play well. They did hold you know, Liverpool to a goal. You know, was not a. They got battered basically. Yeah. But Sir Javier, Sir Harry of Crane, of Kane, please rise, and may the emperor. Would you stop of, with this false idol shit? It didn't work will, last week. And will the emperor of South Korea take over for Sung Jun Um and let Harry K- and and let Sun Sun Myun him, 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 him let Sunny become a unified peninsula? And take back what is rightfully not no longer North Korea, and unify the Koreans in destroying. If there's Liverpool. anyone that could, <laughs> because he's so fucking good. I love him. So, you know, yeah. I love. You know, I love me some Sun. And except if for City, when he's playing here, guys. And if City, I would love it if City bought Sun just so he wouldn't play against us. The Put old the Yankee bench. thing. The old <laughs> Yankee thing. This is worth two games in the standings just because he's not playing against us. Oh, I mean, or or what or what Newcastle did just this season. They just were like, yeah, we'll right. take Chris Wood. Right. Okay. Thanks. We'll fuck up your team. See you later. Um, <laughs> and then they just like, 
Bye. It just so uh, yeah no I just I, I aside from Bowen there was really nothing in it for West Ham they brought on Antonio they brought on Suchet they didn't do much they're kind of they're kind of out of gas they are no no well I I don't know that they're out of gas so much as it's just um they're just they've got an eye on the bigger prize you know I, they're I, down two one going into going to Eintracht right two one Eintracht are ninth like they are better they should be better but I think that they're just not enough juice in the tank for that team to try and pull that European night out. So you covered North London Derby. I shit on Liverpool. My team played Leeds. We talked about it briefly. A very, not easy win, but one where City's class just came through. We paid the checking line. No De Bruyne. Right. No De Bruyne, no problem. Uh, Walker's still out. So it's still moving along, and City are getting over the line. You could you could easily see it just them just be winning out over and over and City just winning by that one point. There is a there is a sense that people don't like that narrative. They don't like that story. I don't care about your fucking stories because City deserve to win these championships and the quadruple can go fucking eat an egg because City's going to beat Newcastle, Wolves, West Ham, and Aston Villa, and that's going to be the fucking league right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> on Wednesday we've got Real Madrid away. That is very much a not-in-the-face game. Um, if City win that, I think they win all the games. If they lose, they lose. Because I don't think they'll be able to pick themselves off the mat after losing that. I'd be so disappointed to lose that so, game. So, I hate to say it to you, pal. But, but that false idol shit's about to come home to roost. Because you've got Alan St. Maxman. Yes? He's coming into your house on Sunday after the Real Madrid game. <laughs> I'm telling you, think about this for a second. You're gonna lose. I don't, don't want to deal you're with gonna that. Lose on penalties. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> you're gonna lose on penalties, and then you're gonna lose to St. Maximin, and and that's gonna be the show. Not at guys. home. It's not not at home. Last, not at home. It's the last not, uh, not at home. Squeaky bum time. We're not losing to Newcastle at home. Away, sure. At home, away. City so don't right. lose at home. All right. You know, listen. We can lose to any fucking team. It's just so you know. Looking, I don't looking want at the, the final pieces of their schedule here. Um, Wolves midweek in the evening, miserably tough game. Luckily it won't be cold. So it's going to be like hopefully nice weather and it's not raining. So, um, that shouldn't be too bad. West Ham away, never an easy game. Uh, despite the fact we kick probably the out of gas, kick but they the usually do beat the shit out of them. So that's fair. Um, and then Aston pitch. Villa on the last day is, is, is a nothing burger, I think. Well, um, I mean, it's Gerard. It's, I don't know. I just feel like uh, any game can be any game. I don't know. I mean, City go into You literally game just sat favorites. there and proclaimed, we're going to win all of the games. And that I know, I know. Right I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Uh, I'm trying no, to find I mean, reasons for failure. I just want Liverpool to lose. I just want it to be easy. Hey, me too, pal. It's on you. It's in your hands. Come on, you Spurs. I'm going to do my very best. I promise. A draw. A draw would be a dream. A draw would be great. A draw would be great. A draw would I'm trying be to think a about dream. what would that mean for the table because Arsenal's going to win. Is that City would be up a See, goal? Arsenal have to lose we'll a game. Be up a full game. If, 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 if we draw, which would be a great result for Arsenal and City fans alike – uh, Arsenal are up four, assuming they take care of business against Leeds, which they will. Then they've got uh, Newcastle and Everton. And they have to lose one, right? They would have to – because if we – no. If we if they'd have to draw one of those two games. Arsenal can because, lose any game, any time. I know. 
I know, but there's so few left. <laughs> I know, I know. So if uh, they're not going to lose the leads, but what I'm saying is, if, and this is the path forward for Arsenal, if they, if Spurs get, don't win, if they get a draw or a loss at Anfield, which high is extremely likely, then the gap is four. If Tottenham beat Arsenal, which I also think is likely, then the gap is one. Okay, and the one is important because a tiebreaker goes to Spurs. And then they effectively have to draw Newcastle or Everton at that point because Spurs don't have any other games left. So yeah, I mean we're 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 just all just like grabbing at straws, trying to speculate. I think you know I think that the key thing is it's all context at this point. It's all hey, this Everton team is shit, except it's now literally shot out of a cannon to try and save its life. And well, so is Burnley you know, though. Right, right, but you, know, but you know what I mean? Like, it's context of when you play teams and where they are and do they have fight and do they have a good coach that has something to play for? Like, we, we would never, you know, where City and, and Liverpool are a different class. They're just playing some other sport that's not for normal humans. <laughs> I, no, I mean, it is not. They're just somewhere else. Um, like, my team is literally robotic distress machine. And, you know, Liverpool are just like, oh, we just need to turn it on now. Oh, we're at home? Oh, we don't even yeah. need to show up. Now they just rotate. This is their first game they played without Salah, which was just like unheard of that you thought they could win anything. I think yeah. that that AFCON thing really showed the depth of the team. I think they realized that they, they were relying on them. I think, you know, Salah just won player of the year. <laughs> which I Well, no, I think that, that what that taught them was like, uh, they got to look into the future was what happened, right? Mm. And they said... Hmm, let's go buy Luis Diaz. We already got Jota. We've basically replaced two of the three. Not not like for like, not to say that they're no, as different, good as Monet and Salva, but like And they but, just got the biggest contract of the year. Yeah. They just re-signed Klopp. Yep. Till 2016, 2026, which is oh, that'll make a clean 10 years with Paul. And despite what people say, they have two major trophies. Okay. Five years. Two major trophies, okay? They can fucking take it easy with their – they're the greatest Premier League team of all time. I don't care if they win the fucking quadruple, fuckers. Centurion. Yeah, that would do it. That would do it. <laughs> that would be big. It would that be would do massive. it. That would be bigger than 99 and United. We need to go – I um I felt that was a, watching that was offensive and pretty good. Uh it's not offensive. You can't offend Italians. They'll just flip sides in a war. Um I got to watch most of Salernitana taking on big time Atalanta today. Now, by the way, oh, they've good. beaten Fiorentina recently. They're on a, a streak of three straight wins going into this game. Why do we have uh, to care about this team, Mike? Why do I because they're they're my people? It's where I'm from. From Salerno, <laughs> Italy. Uh, and they are trying to do a Leicester. Uh, they are trying to pull themselves from last to just barely not dead. And then they're going to win the, the league next year. Um, ah, yes, of course. But uh, the, again, the worst goal difference, all that. Three straight wins on the bounce. They're, they have life. They're doing the Undertaker gift, the whole thing. Uh, and they are in lockstep with Cagliari. They're actually two points behind them right now. But they play them Take at the home on Sunday. Um, so big, very, very exciting times. They have a game in hand still on them. Um, the game against Atalanta today, they got an early, early goal. 
Uh, and then it was literally batting down the hatches, hanging on for dear life. They and it could was have frankly, won the game looking. seven times, by the way. I know. I know. I know. Um, they um, – it was it was working though. They they had their chances to salt it away. They didn't, and obviously, as we know, that often comes home to roost. Um, and it did uh, in the 88th minute on a brilliant pass. Uh, I have to look up who it was, um, but my goodness, it comes out of almost out of nothing. Um, almost out of nothing, yeah. You know, and, and these oh, that's right. There's no there's no context for the Italian games. It's just like oh, this happened. Um, but Mario Pasalic scores from Malinovsky, uh, who makes the the pass basically from the dead of midfield, uh, and really finds a, finds uh, Pasalic making a run. I think it was Good you know Atalanta's really only real chance in the game, and mm-hmm. um, despite the fact that you know for the first half, it, you know Salernitana was right in the game. They had as many shots, they had as much possession, and they were up one 0 after the break. They're like, all right, let's try and protect this lead and get the fuck out of here. Uh, and it just unfortunately was the only time they really got a good look at goal. Uh, they were able to put it away. Um, I mean, but I said before the game, as it was kicking off, I said to you and Chari, give me a point. I'll be happy as a pig and shit with that. And I mean, of course, it feels like two points dropped, especially for a team fighting for their lives. But this is a point you've taken on the road against a former Champions League level team. So yeah. you've got to be happy with it. You can't be thrilled because of the way that it ended. But um, you certainly would have taken that. They're the, the, at home the guy, for the next two. Yeah. The guy uh, who stood out to easy. me on your team, and it, it stood out immediately, and you could tell, was Simeone Verdi, uh, Simon Green, my guy. Yes. Uh, I immediately go to Stats Bomb, immediately look it up, immediately look at when your form turned around, and it immediately coincided with when Verdi came back in. <laughs> yes. He had missed most of the season, and he comes in, and he's you know averaging about – a half a goal and an assist expected per game, which is top on the club. His career has been in that space. So he's your creative force or at least some sort of midfielder who can at least create things for you. And you've got your big striker up front, your captain, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dusic, really yeah. good, really huge. I thought when he came off, things got a little bit shaky. You lost a little bit of that outlet. But Salernitana were creating a lot. Like put eight yeah. shots on goal, easily could have been ahead. And it really would have been huge. And I think at halftime, uh, uh, Gasparini saw that and he just took everyone off. So mm-hmm. by the, he made four changes from the 46th minute to the 54th. It was like, okay, Salernitana, we're going to get you. And then the goal comes after all the changes that Salernitana make. So I don't know. Italian football, I hadn't watched it in a long time. I just was struck by this sort of like lack of physicality. You can't, It seemed that teams just let guys dribble into the box and then they defend when right. they're in the box. Whereas in the premier league, you sigh the guy down before he, there was well, so much defending the in the box, logic, right? which like, was so fucking weird. I was like, this is different why are these than, guys here? This is <laughs> different than here. the top guys, right? <laughs> like the top uh, Serie A teams going it's from, close. from Milan to Fiorentina or Atlanta. If any of those two, eight or so teams are playing against each other, it's a far more entertaining game than say, you know, what we kind of saw today, which was one of the relegation, you know, battlers against Atalanta. It the just wasn't as, it just wasn't as physical. That was the thing that I noticed. It was just like, yeah. it seemed that guys would start defending when someone was in the box. Yeah. Whereas in, in, in the Premier League, you keep everyone out of the box. You're just like, yeah, I'm yeah. not. And it felt like it seemed so unusual because I was like, well, this is, they're gonna, someone's going to draw a penalty. Because I was, uh, they're, they're I was trying having to, fun with it. 
mostly because after after um, Bonazzoli came on, Federico Bonazzoli, and I was saying that over and over with my fingers, and it was effectively like I was one of Brad Pitt's henchmen in Inglorious Bastards. Banazoli, and I just was like, I'm gonna get found out by by the Germans like any second now. Um, but uh, yeah, it? I mean, I was I was gutted to have like them this. lose. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three, three, three glasses of scotch. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was gutted to have that. But again, Thursday they're at home against Venezia, who very similarly to the Premier League setup with Burnley and Everton, both teams in the race, Cagliari and Salernitana, play Venezia, who's the last place team. That's three points you frankly have to have. Um, but so going into that, this is their game in hand as well. So going into, um, you know, this big, big matchup on Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember, they could be out of the relegation zone. Uh, it's very so, possible uh, if they beat them that they'll be up to 17th. So the we'll fun see. thing about Venezia, Venezia, they're in Venice. They have a very weird stadium that you have to take a boat to because it's Venice. Uh U.S. men's national team, Gianluca Buzio, is features on the team. And if when I say this, Venezia have by far the best-looking kits I have ever seen on any team in the history of anything. They have a griffin and a lion on their badge. This is like class. They might be the worst team in the top five leagues, but let me tell you, this is class. <laughs> Just watch it for the shirts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so learn I'm a ton of stuff. Up. Yeah, oh. it's really nice. Yeah. Oh, those are fine. <laughs> yeah. I bet they have a fucking online store where I could buy one. Salernitana, <laughs> you pieces of shit. Figure it out. Get an intern for fuck's sake. <laughs> All right. We, we, we've done town. way too much time on Italy. Watch the championship. Watch City. Liverpool. We pray to the gods of Unai Emery. Good evening, please. Good evening. Just bloody Liverpool at this point. Make them hurt. Kick someone, punch <laughs> anyone, someone do something that slows down Liverpool, who have the most fucking conca caffy path to the Champions League final I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and then they're going to beat us in the final. I'm going to be really mad after giving blood against Atleti and having to conquer all of Madrid. That's hard. I know. All right, I'm going. That was the Squeaky Bomb Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortine. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network and fans of Fan Hub and friends of them. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show. Buy shirts from Fan Hub or something. We don't have much merch.